0: East LJ Baptist Church, we're so glad you're here. Uh, If you're visiting with us this morning, we're especially uh, glad to have you join us for worship. We want you to know that at East LJ, we've been captivated by Christ. We have seen God's glory through the grace and mercy given to us through the life, death, and resurrection of His Son. And He has captivated us. We want you to see His glory today, the beauty of His heart, and come to be captivated by Him as well. We have been in D now... And uh, we are excited to celebrate that this morning uh, in, this, in this youth service. And, and so we're going to do that. A couple things, real quick. Special thanks to all our adults who have served behind the scenes. If you've done anything with D now, from being a host home to helping set up, to help clean up, to, to help in the kitchen, whatever it may be, uh, would you please stand? We want to thank you for your, your service. Uh, Amen. <clears throat> Awesome. And I feel like there's some who aren't in here yet also, so we're so thankful for all of you. you uh, Teenagers, these are the guys that made D-NOW happen, and, and we're, we're thankful to them. Uh, I want to ask our, all of our uh, student leaders who were, were leading the group, small groups in the homes, if you would stand. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We've got, uh, we had a group, most, most of the ones, I think maybe all right here in this section are from Shorter College. We had some others from uh, other, other colleges, some of our own folks, and um, we just appreciate y'all being with us and, and uh, all the relationships that were built and um, the influence for Christ that you had in, in the homes there, so we appreciate that. I think the only other thing I'm supposed to do today is tell you to look at your bulletin. If you want to know what's going on, that's the place to look. So we will not have announcements today, but take a look in your bulletin. A lot of important things going on and upcoming. So take a look in your bulletin. Uh, You can also see on the back, uh, church members, you can kind of see what's going on financially there, some of the missions given and that kind of thing. Um, But also all the upcoming events are right there and some exciting ones uh, in your bulletin. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Joe. We're going to enter into worship, and uh, then the youth will be leading us. And so... Uh, let's stand. Is that what we're doing next? Yes. All right.
1: I'm yeah, excited about this big group because I know they sing. <laughs> and we're glad to have Anna join us today, too. I'm going to sing Waymaker so y'all join in. <laughs>
2: at this time we're going to have our our host home groups come down and present for you. And I just want to say a special thanks to everybody here at East LAJ who helped make this possible. Without your help we couldn't have done it. And we had an awesome security team comprised of folks from all over from different churches. We had a group working the sound all from different churches. We had a band with First Baptist and Orchard and other churches up there. It was a wonderful time and and I'm so excited for you to hear from these groups. And so they're going to come up and just present to you. And we're going to get started with this first group. So, y'all come on down. Give them some support as they come. Yeah,
3: she's, it's me. yeah. yeah. yeah y'all go up. That'll be good. Well, good morning. Um, just thank you so much for being here today. And I'm uh, excited to talk about our group really quick and then let them go. But one of the things that I, I'm, I'm Rhonda Chatham, and my husband Jeb, and we had 6th grade girls and one seventh grader. Uh, one of the things I promised them was that I would introduce them all, because it's very hard when you have a group of 9 girls that you, you know a few of their parents, but you don't know any of them, to learn all their names in a matter of 2 days. So I'm going to attempt it. We got Emmalyn, we got Lily, we got Leela Kate, we got Kay- Lee, Kaylee. Uh, Adelie, Hope, Emma, Hannah, Jesse, Madison, and Jeb. Um, (laughs) So, I accomplished my first task, but the thing about that 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 really speaks to me is that, you know, it it took me a while to know their names, but God knew their names in the womb. So, um, the other thing that, you know, I wanted to share about our group was, you know, we did a lot of screaming. We did a lot of eating, we did little sleeping, but, but they, ha- they grew together as, as, um, as, as friends and as uh, followers in Christ. And the Bible teaches us in, in Matthew eighteen twenty that where uh, two or more are called, that Christ will be there too. And the, the great thing about that though is he meets individually each one of them where they are a- in a group setting. And so it was amazing to watch them do that and just such a blessing. But I wanted you to hear from our group and what it was about their experience. So uh, she is not nervous, not one bit, but here's Miss Jessie. Jessie! Um, You can stay up if you want. It's
4: fun, I'll just come down. My name is Jessie Wheeler, and over the course of the weekend, I've seen God touch lots of people's hearts in many different ways. Over this weekend, I have learned, well, number one, not to stay up so late. And number two, that Jesus, he has a plan for all of us. And even if we don't know what it is yet, we know that we're all going right th- down the right path. And I j- every accomplishment that we have, we know that he always has the victory. And every win we have, we just owe it all to him. And that's all. Um,
3: was there anybody else? Y'all got any- For
5: the cookies. <laughs> okay, so I just want to say thank y'all to Past, uh, Pastor Trey and Miss Julian for allowing us to come from Shorter all the way up here and then thank y'all too for allowing us to stay in your house. I had really enjoyed y'all's girls this weekend, so it was a blessing to meet y'all. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and the girls want y'all to know that the cookies are the best.
3: <laughs> Anybody else? Y'all good? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's it for
2: my group. All right, we got some boys coming up here now. Praise the Lord.
6: Good morning. Uh, my name is Sarandy, my wife, Leslie, and we had a mixed group of of young men here, and uh, Hayden from shorter, uh, great young man, very respectful. Uh, I think he really poured into these these young guys this week. so um, before I say anything else, I do want to point out my appreciation and and the church's appreciation for these young men and women from college that spent their entire weekend to come and pour into our youth. Um, you know that's something that uh, they didn't have to do, and I think it's really cool that they are doing that and they're starting this early in life, pouring into young people. So give them a round of applause as well. <laughs> you, guys, you guys keep doing that, you, you, you don't know the seeds you're planting today and what oak trees might be there uh, in the decades to come from that. So I encourage you guys to continue to do that, serve in this capacity, serving camps. I know Hayden's already doing some preaching so uh it's just really neat seeing that from from these uh young folks so one uh one other thing and then i'm gonna let Carson speak um again oops over the weekend one of the big points um from the the speaker was about he he talked a lot about David the, the David from the story of David and Goliath I think pretty much everybody understands that story but he went deeper into what um some of the some of the the weeds i guess you could say as you as, as us grown-ups would would talk about it in the story so when david came to fight goliath he was just a boy and he had actually come to bring supplies and and bring encouragement to his older brothers that were there and i'm going to read a couple of passages from the story for you real quick and then finish what i'm trying to say So this is in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, verse 23, and it's talking about David, and it says, As he was talking with them, Goliath the Philistine champion from Gath stepped out of his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David was standing near the men, standing near him. What will, what will be done for this man who kills the, this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? So David, David stepped forward to accept the challenge. He was not scared. And part of, part of what the message was is that all of us are part of that Israelite army. We were just standing, we're all just standing back there scared to death because Goliaths out there were scared to go face the Goliaths. We're waiting on someone else to do it. So, the encouragement was, don't be the, don't be the Israelite army. Be courageous. And, and I know this is a strong word, but I, I feel like it needs to be used today. Don't be a coward. There's too many cowards in the world today. Everybody's scared of what might happen if we stand up for God or if we stand up for the right thing. But don't be scared. Go out and and be courageous and do the right thing. Because we all know, us that are Christians, we all know in our heart what the right thing is in almost every circumstance. But we all just sit back and hope somebody else is gonna do it. But imagine if we stepped out and weren't and weren't cowards and were courageous enough to do the right things. So that's I just wanted to kind of bring that point home because it really spoke to me uh, over the weekend from the speaker, so and I'm gonna let Carson Ferris speak a little bit, and then we'll be out of the way here
7: I just wanted to say that I was really grateful for this experience that we were able to come out here and um, Just learn about God <laughs> You know for that for, thank you just learn about God and Just I, I really thank our stu- student leader Hayden and I just wanted to read this passage in Psalm 133. <laughs> Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I just thought that really spoke to me on how we all came together and learned about the Bible and learned about David and we all went together. And I just really wanted to thank all everyone who came.
8: I'd just like to say, uh, had a great time at D now. It's my first time staying there or going through the whole D now. Uh, last year, I just come to the services, but I'm really glad I did the whole thing, and we just had a great time. all had a great bonding time, and in the word of God, we just grew deeper, and uh it was just an awesome time and in the worship sessions, you can really feel God moving, and I recommend uh any people that uh, or any kids that didn't go to D now uh to go, because it's a great, it's a great fun experience, it's a blessing, and I think Leslie and Serenity, just all y'all uh, did, and we're just so thankful for y'all, and really enjoyed it, and Hayden here, and all y'all, so enjoyed it.
9: So, this was a very different experience for us because, in case y'all don't know, um, we do have Lily Kate, but we also have two older sons, and having boys and doing D-NOW is very different than having girls and doing D-NOW, so sometimes we would look at each other and think, are they down there? I don't know. I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? Should we check? I don't know. Um, Very quiet, very different than when we had the boys um, and did D-NOW. So, we um, we knew it was, it was meant to be um, because when we got our list of who we were um, getting, and then we got a list from Trey, he assigned everybody a house color, and as you know, our last name is C. I'm sorry, did I say that? So I'm Kelly C. It's my husband, Glenn, um, and so we got assigned red. So of course, um, we were the miraculous red C. So it was meant to be for us to um, host DNow, and it was a wonderful experience, um, and we so enjoyed having them. And I thought it was also a really great experience being a middle school teacher, because I got to see a lot of my students who um, I don't usually see outside the classroom, and um, that was really wonderful, and to see some of my, especially some of my guys, students, you know, put their hands on each other's shoulder and be praising the Lord with their arms. And I just thought to myself, Lord, let them be doing that in language arts tomorrow and be praising the Lord and be that on fire for language arts tomorrow. That'd be great. Um, but it, I mean, it really just warmed my heart to see that many um, young people in there and they were really wonderful. So let our leaders speak.
10: Hey guys, if you don't know me, I'm Megan. I get the pleasure of leading you guys in worship every Sunday. Um, so I love singing in front of you guys. Speaking is a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> so if I'm shaky, that's why. Anyway, so um, this is my second year that I get to uh, help out being a student leader for D-NOW. And I got this lovely group of ladies. Um, and so on Friday night when we got back to our host homes for um, Devotion I wanted to start out and I I kind of like went through my connections with each of the girls and um, So I was like crazy. Oh my gosh Leslie and I sing together all the time <laughs> And uh, so we were just going through how I'm connected to each one of These girls and I didn't know Lily or Riley very well um, And so we had to kind of dig a little deeper for those sort of connections and then that theme kind of carried through as our own little micro theme through the weekend and Every time we would find a connection, we would just, you know, shout connection, and it was really cute. (laughs) So I loved that um, for our group, and as a body of Christ, we're all connected together, and um, it's been really awesome to see the way that these girls can fellowship with one another and just the whole group in general, that we are all connected in Christ. So I thought that was really great. So I'm going to pass this over to Gracie, and she's going to speak.
4: Good morning. Um, I'm Gracie. Um, I just wanted to say my favorite part of denial was definitely the worship. Um, Last night it was amazing. Um, During one of the first songs, like half of us in here were up on the altar and they were playing the song, um, Nothing Else. And it was just a great reminder of how easy it is to just turn back to Christ and just sitting in his presence worshipping how amazing you feel just letting go of everything that's going on so you could really feel the holy spirit in everything that was going on through worship so
11: When we planned this earlier, I was not speaking, but because we have overachiever parents that chose to speak, I guess I'll rise to the occasion. <laughs> so, I'm Cindy Sosby, this is my husband Bob. This is his first D now, um, and my first time as a host home, both of our first time as a host home. Last year, my daughter Madison was with the Um So, we had a great time. Um, we are very blessed that one among us was saved. Um, I'm glad she's saved, but I don't want her to have a heart attack right now. I'm going to get to you in just a minute, Uh, Kenley. But we had a great group, a wonderful group. Um, Christian and Abigail from Shorter College were wonderful. Um, They were really good with the girls. Um, They talked a little girl gossip uh, in a good way from a college student, because you know I'm in my 50s and I don't know anything. Um, so that was a good experience for them, but I'm not gonna keep things going. I'm actually, we've got two girls that are gonna talk about their experience and they're both super nervous, but we all are. So, Kenley, do you want the rights to go first? Okay.
4: All right, my name is Kenley Thompson and last night I was saved and... <laughs> <laughs> um, and last night, I'd never I've always gone to church and I've always known who God was and how you know him and how you get saved and I've always wanted to do it and it's like I told Trey I was like I've always wanted this and I just don't know how to do it and he th- thank you Trey for helping me with that and finding him and going to him and um, Julie and I want to thank um, especially MAK and my best friends for Always pushing me to grow closer to God and um, I want to thank my parents because they really try. That's it.
0: That's all I got. (laughs) Thank you.
5: Hey guys I'm Kiana Jones but um, I loved being with this group of ladies. I think that we really made a good connection especially when it came to small group. I mean it would last hours. We would sit in the basement and it would last hours on end and we would be talking about these such deep things and it was like okay um it's one in the morning let's go to bed um but i just think that that was really good because we all got closer to god and we had a closer connection to each other and that we helped push each other but one thing that really stuck out to me was in session three whenever the pastor said god doesn't restore what you don't acknowledge so god cannot Forgive your sins if you don't ask Him to. You have to take the step. You have to ask Him to restore what you've broken. And I think that that's something that really hit home for me because that's hard for me to say, Hey, God, I really messed up, and I need you to forgive me because I'm sorry. And I think that that's something that really hit home is because you have to ask God. He's not just going to do it, and you have to communicate with Him like He's a person. You have to talk to Him. And that's just something that really hit home for me.
12: Um, Me and Christian, we just wanted to thank uh, Bob and Cindy. They were awesome and a lot of good food, a lot of good time. Um, And we just had a really good time uh, being with these girls and having small groups with them and learning about them. I told Cindy the next morning, I said, I think I have a really well-working knowledge of Gilmore Middle School now that (laughs) I spent one night with them. Um, And just like seeing how they're really young, but they're also very curious and they want to know, like last night, Nothing will really make <laughs> you challenge as leader like your one of your girls being like, so where does Satan go at the end of time in Revelation? <laughs> just like asking you all these different questions about like different things about salvation and things like that. It was really cool to see them being really young, but really wanting to know in depthly like what the Bible says about different things. So it was just a really good time.
13: Sam will take the mic, yay. <laughs> so, I'm a little emotional. Kinley is my niece. And Chaz is one of Bubba's best friends. And that was our two that got saved this week from our church. So I'm very emotional. <clears throat> but we had a great group of boys at our house. Um, a lot of the parents were texting me, worried to death that these guys weren't going to behave for us, and they were great. Every single one of them, I mean, we had absolutely no issues. They were so good, and I'll let Chaz share his experience with y'all, but it made everything worth it. Everything we did this weekend, everything leading up to it, it was just a, a really great weekend. I love seeing these guys come together and praying together and crying together, and Chaz said to me on the ride home, he said, I've never cried in public, and I've probably cried for 45 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah, and you had all these other guys crying with you, and that's what it's about, just coming together and praying together. And um, It was just a really great weekend, so thank you to everybody that contributed and all the help we had doing all the meals and everything, so I'm going to let these guys speak, but thank you all.
14: Good morning, y'all. <laughs> um, for those of y'all who don't know me, my name is Chaz Curtis. And um, throughout this weekend, uh, I think God touched many young people this weekend. That's really what needed to happen. But yesterday, I accepted Christ in my life. And um, <clears throat> many people, including myself, have been praying for that. And I guess a prayer got answered yesterday. But uh, I want to give a huge thank you to Trey and just all the pastors that made this happen, like d now and just everything <laughs> <I'm> just <here>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Trey really helped, and just d now just led me closer to God and what needed to be done and um to. Yeah. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know me I'm Bubba Callahan and um, I just wanted to thank everybody that came out and like donated and everything and just brought this whole thing together because it was it was really good and I feel like it touched a lot of people and uh, one thing that stuck with me the um, pastor Camden was talking about like David and Goliath and I'm sure y'all all probably know about that and he was just talking about how David was really just the one person that didn't have to go fight and he did, and he defeated Goliath. And that's pretty much what God does in our life. He just comes in and fights the battles that we don't have to. And just is always victorious for us. So that's pretty much what I got. Uh, one more thing, for all y'all out there that are like trying to get saved, but you may be ashamed, don't be. Cause it's just one of those things, you don't know how it feels till you really do it. And it's one of the best things you'll ever feel. So. For anyone out there that's a shame, just don't be ashamed.
15: <laughs> Nobody else want to talk? All right, all right. so um, hi, my name is Keaton Brown, and I was uh, one of the small groups for this weekend uh, with these wonderful group of guys. And um, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you, um, Sam and Jake, Callahan for opening your home. Uh, for these wonderful boys. Um, And I also want to thank Pastor Trey for allowing me. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh, So I want to thank Pastor Trey for um, allowing me and Parker Wolf, who's also one of the smart group leaders that helped out this weekend, um, just allowing me and him to just pour in just disciple, these guys, this weekend. And um, one of the things, one of the discussions that really, uh, I really love that we talked about was actually last night. And uh, last night we were going through, I think it was like David, and uh, just one of the stories with him. And then somehow we went through like Hebrews and, and Psalms. And then eventually we just talked about numbers and like, uh, like uh, good uh, numbers, like the number three. And we went through and talked about like different numbers, like number three throughout the whole Bible of like the Trinity, like the triune. And we talked about how they can correlate to uh, the Holy Spirit unto God, and then I think we just talked about that j- alone for like an hour of uh, just how <laughs> we can see the, the number three in like romans three twenty three romans um, six twenty three and then you got like john three sixteen Genesis three, and so on and so forth. I mean, I can go on forever <laughs> but um, but anyway, I just want to thank all these wonderful guys. Uh, you really have um, made my job easy this weekend, so thank you all for that and um so, yeah, and y'all truly are a blessing to me for letting me um, come here this weekend and serve. So, thank you.
10: He's got it.
16: All right, guys, well, good morning. Uh, For you guys that don't know us, I'm Mary Pierce. This is my husband, Jamie, and I'll let Katrina introduce herself, but this is Coach Nix, Katrina. So we had essentially two groups. We ended up having 11 uh, students and four student leaders, which that for me this morning is one of the biggest testimonies and blessings. I can tell you guys, my husband and I have been hosting a D-NOW home, I believe now for 16 years. So we have seen some students come through, and these students have become leaders, and we have four student leaders in our home, and each one of them have participated in DNow for several years, so to see that cycle continue and uh, watch these kids grow up, and I work with children and youth every day. I have for many years now, a good 16 years, and sometimes I get a little overwhelmed thinking, of the world we live in and the pressures that these youth face and I catch myself saying, God, I feel sorry for them. Like for the years, the way I grew up is so different from the way that they grew up and God always quietly reminds me, I'm still God, I'm still on the throne. These people were born for a time such as this. He knew exactly when they were going to be born and what issues they were going to face And as adults, sometimes we try to help a little too much and we forget who God is. God purposed them, just like Miss Rhonda said, he knew them in the womb. He knitted them and formed them in their mother's womb. He knew exactly what they would face, and he has equipped them. And he has equipped us for the time to help them. So we're just thankful. I'm thankful for the opportunity just to be a part of this. Every year we're blessed by it. This year, I took a very backseat role. My role was to cook and clean, and truly enjoyed it because we had such great leadership in the house that we didn't have to worry about the leadership and what they were doing. So we're very thankful for all these girls. Do you want to say anything, Coach Dix? Yes, sir. so.
17: Now that you put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I'm Katrina Nix. I have the pleasure of being with these young ladies this weekend, and... Um, we kind of started a couple years ago with NGCA, and I'm the varsity girls coach. And Mary and I talked. And I said, "Hey, I want to. I want my varsity girls to be a part of D now." And she's like, "Okay, bring them the house." So that's kind of how it started. And um, I was just sitting back there tonight, or this morning during worship, and God just got a hold of me. Who gets to do what I do? I get the opportunity to coach so many of these. And i get to be in a situation where i get to worship with them i get to worship with their parents that are back there that's that's not common and i don't take that lightly it's such a blessing in my life that god has put me in the position that he has and i'm so grateful for that and so thankful for i've been i know i'm not a part of this church but you guys have always welcomed me and let me step in and help out with this and i'm just so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you.
16: All right, I'm going to introduce these girls real quick, and then I'm turning it over to their leader. But there on the end, we have Miss Ellie Callahan, we have Lexi Pierce, we have uh, Emma Nix, we have Miss Anna Waddell, and Madison Bradshaw. And then we have Miss Peyton Beaver, Miss Grace Bremlett, Miss Emmy Beaver, Miss Caroline Walker, Miss Kylie Squarini, Miss J.C. Hyde we have right there miss addison neely and then there's gracie Nick. so the group leaders this week were ellie and lexi and emma and gracie so i'm going to turn it over to miss emma
18: so like coach nicks kind of said we have like six from ngca and then we got we're missing lucy we had lucy ray with us too and so we had four from ghs and we were kind of I was like, man, you know, this is going to be cool, like, we all kind of came together, and I told Trey yesterday, we have a bunch of athletes, so we were super duper competitive, but Grace said last night, she was like, you know, that kind of brought us together, like, we all kind of, when we were competing, we were like, hey, like, you know, we were doing it in, like, the most positive way, and, like, getting to love on each other, and it really brought us, like, together, and I, like, um, my mom said, I was, like, I never planned on being around, you know, like, I just, I was just gonna do my thing, I was gonna go to college, but I ended up here and I got to like worship with these girls and got to pray over them, pray with them, and it was just a pleasure to do it, and I loved it. So I have three of my girls that are gonna speak, so I'm gonna let Anna go first.
4: Good morning, my name's Anna, um, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I just wanna say thank you to the Pierce's and Coach Nick's and all of our leaders. Y'all did such a wonderful job for us this weekend, um, and it was good food. It was very good food. Um, And thank you, Sam, for the food as well. (laughs) Sorry, Jeb. Um, My one big takeaway was um, actually the last session. um, Emma had talked to us. We usually go to the altar after the, the lesson or whatever we're gonna talk about. And it was just like, you could tell that there was hearts that needed to be dealt with. And we ended up going to the altar before the song was even over, before worship was even over. And Lucy went up there, and I went up. And me and Lucy always talk about how we have heavy hearts for the people around us. Like We want them to be able to feel what we feel through Christ, and we worry about them because we want to sit with them in heaven. And I was just praying for peace, that just a wave of peace would come over me. And all of a sudden, I feel a hand on my shoulder and it's this lady who's been running around with the camera and she had found 5 seconds to stop and pray for me and she just said lord please just fill this kid with peace and a wave of peace just came over me and it was just so powerful so i thank that lady for praying over us
11: so my name's Madison like, they introduced us. And I was just going to say that my favorite part of D-Now is that we can all come together and just grow in our faith together and worship the Lord together. And I felt like that's what we really did this weekend is grew in the, our faith. And I loved our small group talks that we always had after the sessions because we all, no matter, like, we all don't go to school together, but we all just came together and talked like we'd known each other for our whole life. And I was going to say thank you to all of our group leaders and our host home for making this so special for us.
19: Hey everyone, my name is Peyton, uh, like they said, and I just wanted to thank everyone who was a part of this weekend. It was so beautiful to be a part of, and I really enjoyed it, and all these girls, and our host home people, and our student leaders, and everyone who was just a part of it. And I was so grateful, and we all grew close to one another, even though some of us haven't known each other for a long time. And just the small groups, and getting to talk about everything, and worshiping God together, and we laid a lot of stuff down at the altar, last night which was really beautiful and it was just a really good connection time for all of us and someone talked about it earlier but one of the things in the sessions that really stuck with me was that david didn't have to go into fight he wasn't a part of the army he he could have stayed at the side and be like oh someone else will take care of it i don't have to do anything i, I probably would have done that but and he's decided to step in he saw the urgency and the need in the israelites and he decided to step in and fight something that might have been really scary and You know, that's what Jesus did for us. He didn't have to save us. We did nothing to deserve it, nothing to deserve his love. But he still came and died for us and saved us. And that's something I think I'll remember for the rest of my life, that connection between those two stories. And thank you to everyone. It was a really beautiful weekend. And I love you girls. And, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to talk,
12: but I love talking, so I guess I'll talk. Um, So, one thing I thought that was really cool about this weekend, um, I shared my story with them, so I'll share it a little bit with y'all, but um, I had, like, probably the worst freshman first semester of my entire life. Like, I never, ever want to go back ever in my life. And um, that was really something that, like, I've been struggling with was God's plan for me. And um, I had a ton of things happen to me all in my first semester. And, you know, I really was like, God, like, why are you making all these bad things happen to me? Like, if you have such a good plan for me, like, why is it constantly something bad? Like, you're throwing in my direction. And I told my mom the other day, I was like, now that I look back, I'm I'm having a better second semester, by the way. Now that I look back on, like, everything that I went through, and I was like, and I had no idea what God's plan was for me, but now I know, like, at the uh, beginning, I've, Probably takes my mom every single night. I don't want to be here. I want to come home. I, I hate Barry. I don't want to be here. And um, I told them, I said, I don't think I went a nap for two months without crying. Like, I was miserable. And, um, sorry. I told my mom the other day. I said, God placed me at Mary because he knew the people there were going to lead me towards him. And they were going to have the same morals as me. And they were going to love me like I needed to be loved. And I said, he knew the whole time I was going through all of that stuff. He knew that he had a plan. And It really just touched me this weekend, because um, one of his main things was, like, when God knitted you in your mother's womb, like, he knew your life. He had that plan for you. And, sorry. (laughs) So, I just wanted to share that, because I probably will go through harder times, but for now, that's the hardest time for me, and, um, good came out of it because I looked to the Lord I had people who loved me and people who prayed over me and um you just gotta stick with you know talking to the Lord like I don't go a day without saying God thank you for placing me here because you knew. So yeah I wanna share that but also <laughs> wanna share um uh, look at something kinda funny now. <laughs> um but after he preached on David and Goliath. We were in our small group, and I don't remember who it was, but we were talking about it, and they were like, I didn't know that uh, David did, like, did all that to Goliath. I thought he just hit him in the head with a rock, and he was defeated. So, I thought that was kind of funny, because like, you learn like small things throughout these camps, and um, anyways, it was really touching. So, Thank you to all these girls and Mary and Jamie and Coach Nix and Trey and everything because this really is powerful weekends. And if, like I think it was Carson said, if you, if you haven't been to any now, then it's really an experience. So thank you.
8: Hello, I am uh, Owen Lewis. I've uh, got the blessing and the honor to serve these guys and to stay at Mr. Ken and Mr. Sue's, uh, Mrs. Sue's home this weekend. Um, it's been a great weekend. God has moved, and God has moved in these guys. It has been just a great weekend. Whenever we first met, I was like, well, these guys are all close friends. I'm just, well, going to have to get to know them. And we just had great conversations, learning each other's testimonies, and seeing their heart not only for God, but for others. And so... Uh, I think all of them kind of want to say something, and so I don't want to take away from anything. But these guys are about to go into college, and I know that's a big transition. But I think they are looking not only how to seek God in college, but how to share God with people who they'll run into. So remember them in prayer. Hold them accountable. That's what we talked about a little bit last night. But help them to share other, to share Christ with others. So I'll just go down the line, and y'all can talk and say what you want to.
14: Um, I just want to say a super quick thank you to Mr. Ken and Miss Sue. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find people with faith like theirs. Um, every night I got to come home, we had a, felt like another sermon waiting for Mr. Ken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I just want to say thank you to y'all for showing me what faith is supposed to look like. Thank you.
20: Hey, this is my second time doing this. My um, name is Isaiah, for those of you who don't know. And I just want to say this D-Now was a different experience than any of the others I've had. Every other year of D-Now, I've been in the same host home and I've had the same mentor. And I think it was a real reality check to be placed in a position where I was not exactly comfortable. I didn't know my surroundings. I didn't know the people. I didn't know Owen. I didn't know Miss Ken or Mr. or. Er, Mr. Ken and Miss Sue, I didn't know them going into it, and it just turned out to be great. And I thank God. Um, he just he led this weekend for sure, and he he was my David this weekend because I was I was like an Israelite. I was scared, I was uncomfortable. I remember I texted my mom. I was just like, uh, I don't know. It's just this is different. And it turned out that he was my David, and he prevailed, and he just showed me the great love from these people welcoming us into their home and they gave us great life lessons they really did show us what faith should look like and they were real inspirations and i've become friends with owen i really look up to owen owen did great things for us and i just want to say thank y'all to y'all and i want to say thank you to everyone that was a part of dnaw y'all made it special this year Uh, My name is Connor Wimpy, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody who made this weekend possible. Uh, It was my fourth or fifth time doing D-NOW, and every year it's just another great time. But uh, I'd like to say thank you to Miss Sue and Mr. Ken. Uh, They were great hostess to us, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, probably. (laughs) Um, And for everyone who made the meals here at the church every day, uh, thank you for that and just, we had a great weekend.
14: Uh, if you don't know me, I'm Cole Powell. Uh, this is my first time for D-NOW. It was a great experience. I want to thank Sue and Ken. The
8: food was amazing, and yeah. I'm just gonna just echo the influence, the wisdom, the love, the compassion that Mr. Ken and Miss Sue poured on us is immense, and I'm just—we're just so thankful for them. And I think they'd all echo that. Um, now that I've bragged on y'all. Get
21: bragged on <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, uh, but it's only by God's grace. Scripture says, Paul told the Ephesians, you are saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works that he's prepared beforehand that we should walk in. What's those good works? It is to go out and show the love of God to the world. And it's God's grace that carried us through this weekend. That's why we're standing here today, because of His grace. When the call came out to be a host home, we heard it for several weeks from the from the altar. And we heard it, we pondered it, but we kind of stayed in our seats. And then when it became the 11th hour and there was still a need, by God's grace and His grace alone, He gets all the credit and all the glory uh, he allowed us to step up. And we were really hesitant because we hadn't had any strangers in our home for a long time. And so uh, we didn't know what to to really think, but we pondered. Originally we were supposed to get a group of girls, and then I believe that uh, Trey and Juliana had some mercy on us and gave us (laughs) this group of men. That's just the truth, I mean. (laughs) And and we are grateful for that. Uh, These guys have been an inspiration to us because in Job it says, and I'm paraphrasing, do not despise meager beginnings. We all begin with a mustard seed of faith, the faith of Jesus Christ that is placed in us. And then as we mature and as God sanctifies us, we grow in that faith to become a mulberry or a mustard tree. And so we just appreciate these guys. They were so respectful. And they're just an inspiration to us. And we are so grateful that we had an opportunity to sow seeds into you and to water seeds. And you sowed seeds into us and watered seeds. And we look forward to God bringing forth an increase, and it's all for his glory. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Why not you give him one more big round of applause. Everybody <laughs> did a great job. And we're so thankful. For Don't mind the young lady over here. Now remember, you've got to look uncomfortable, okay? So get real don't look comfortable now, okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful weekend that we have all gotten to be a part of as the family of God. As as Finn said, Lord, it's been good to dwell together in unity. And Heavenly Father, we pray that as we've grown together and as seeds have been planted and as souls have been saved, that we'll go forth from this weekend more united and more determined and more passionate than ever before to grow in you, to be a part of this wonderful thing, and to see you continue to work in a powerful way. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'll bless this word this morning, and we pray you'll bless all these students and and everybody that's helped. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to talk to you for for just a a few minutes this morning Uh, the title of the message is finding rest in the right place finding rest in the right place why it's important to get up and get right with God I want to start off by asking you a question this morning how many of you have ever fallen asleep in the wrong spot you ever done that before okay you may you may know how this feels When you are in the back of the car on a long road trip, maybe to the Grand Canyon or up north to see family and you fall asleep and your head kind of goes down like this and all of a sudden you wake up and in that moment you know you've got a big crick in your neck. Have you ever felt that before? Maybe you were in an airplane and you're riding in coach and you're scrunched in there and Pastor Chad's going to be going to Turkey here for long and and he'll, he'll know how this feels. He's going to fall asleep just like this. I've seen it happen in Montana. I know what this is. Maybe it was as simple as this. Maybe you got a new pillow, and you went to bed, bath, and beyond, and, and you were going to make an investment, and you knew that this pillow was going to have to last you, but you had this ratty old pillow that you'd used for 13 years, and it stunk. And if you took the, the pillowcase off of that thing, it would be nasty looking, but you, you're trying to replace it. And so you went to get a new pillow, and you slept with it for the first time, and it gave you a crick in your neck. It could be as simple as this. This is the last example. Maybe you just fell asleep on the couch the wrong way, and you had, like, too many pillows behind you accidentally, and you woke up, and immediately, in that moment, you knew in the back of your neck and your shoulder blade. Have you, has anybody ever felt that before? You've, and, and you And you've got to deal with it for a day or two. You've got to work it out. I think we all know what it's like to have these experiences, to wake up with that sensation and immediately know that something's wrong. Immediately we know when we feel the effects of what has happened and we feel what has happened because of where we've been and what we've allowed ourselves to become comfortable in. So I want to ask you again, have you ever allowed yourself to fall asleep in the wrong spot? Logic would suggest... That this pain that we feel in this moment comes about because we've become too sleepy, too comfortable, too preoccupied, too mesmerized in situations that are not good. You ever thought about this before? And I'd like to submit to you that many of us have fallen asleep spiritually in the wrong spot. Many of us have fallen asleep spiritually in the wrong spot. Because we have allowed ourselves to become comfortable there, the effects come later and, and we get these spiritual cricks in our neck. Because of where we've allowed ourselves to be. Because of where we've allowed ourselves to become comfortable. And so we've, listen to this, write this down if, you, if you're taking notes. We've got to be careful where we choose to rest. Amen. We don't have to continue to be comfortable in places that we know are harmful. We don't have to continue to sit down in situations every single day where we know we're going we're to have a hangover after that one. We're going to be in pain after that. We'll get a spiritual crick in our neck. It could be an addiction that you're trying to mask a long-term problem with a short-term solution. These things that we allow to take the place of God in our heart takes the the place of the champion and takes the place of the king in our heart. And because we're there and because we allow ourselves to be in that uncomfortable, look at this situation. Just look at this. Man, she is not comfortable. She is over here. She is in pain. And she don't even know it yet. Because why? She's falling asleep. She's going to be there for three hours. And she don't even know she's uncomfortable. But as soon as she wakes up, buddy, she's going to feel it in the back of her neck. And that's the way sin works. That's the way it works when we become comfortable and sleepy in situations. We get too comfortable, and we, we will feel the effects later on. We've got to be careful where we choose to rest. Maybe today you've allowed yourself to become comfortable in situations that you'd never dreamed. Five, ten years ago that you'd be comfortable in, twenty years ago. You'd never dream. If your five-year-old self saw where you were today, would they be proud of you? I believe that God's word for today is that he loves you too much to leave you in a condition like this. He wants to break the cycle of you finding rest in the wrong spot. So many of us are addicted to being just like this every single day. We're trying to get everything out of life and everything out of addictions and everything out of... Situations that bring situational comfort, but later on we're going to feel it. And some of us have had a spiritual crick in our neck for years and years. And God wants to break that cycle. God don't want to leave you there. He wants you to know that there's power in His name to get up and to straighten you up and to make an adjustment in you and to fix what's ailing you. He wants you to know that you don't have to continue to be where you are. If you don't want to be there no more, God's power, he'll help you, he'll get you straight. Our text this morning comes from 2 Kings chapter 7. I want to ask you to turn there with me. This is a story you don't hear a lot. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. And it talks about four lepers. If you know anything about leprosy, you know that it's a disease that's very painful. It's It's a disease that causes somebody to be outcast and abandoned by society. It's a disease that causes somebody to have to rely on others. It's, it's, it's a social stigma, and it was painful. It was on the skin. And at this point in the Scripture, something's going on. And life is already hard for these lepers, but it gets even harder because a famine comes in. We're going to read about it. We're going to read verses 3 through 9, and then just have a few quick thoughts. And the scripture says, And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians... And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come into the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, no man was there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses and a noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo! the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses even the camp as it was and fled for their life and when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp they went into one tent and they did eat and drink and carried forth "...thence silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, "...and came again and entered into another tent, "...and carried thence also, and went and hid it. "...then they said one to another, "...we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief may come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell." The king's household let's pray Heavenly Father we pray that you'll bless the reading of your word this morning thank you for this wonderful thing this scripture we ask that you would speak to our hearts through it even now and that we'd be able to go forth and let it do what it's supposed to do in our heart we pray this in Jesus name amen one quick thing to note about this story is that everybody in this story every single person in this story is starving to death. I don't need you to know that. And the leprous men who are sitting at the entering end of the gate, they're alone. Everybody that's used to giving them money and used to giving them bread and used to giving them food is now starving to death. They don't have a whole lot of money anymore. They don't have anything to give to them. And so they're worrying about their own problems. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like, Maybe you're over here suffering and you're uncomfortable and you've got a spiritual crick in your neck. You're trying to find rest in things nobody knows about but you and the Lord. And everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their own things they're worrying about, dealing with, and you feel so alone and abandoned and isolated. That's a bad place to be. That's how these lepers were feeling. They're sitting here at the entering end of the gate. No one's caring about them. They've got less food than they've ever had. They've got less company than they've ever had. And everybody is starving to death. And on top of that, the Syrians, who are their enemy, are just right over the hill. And they literally get to the point, I I wonder if some of y'all are at the point today where you're willing to say, I'm I'm here. They literally get to the point and they say, if we keep sitting here, we're going to die we might as well just go turn ourselves in to the enemy. They may take better care of us. They may have a little food. And guess what? They may just kill us right there, but at least we're going to try something. We're not going to stay sitting here. We're not going to stay in this uncomfortable situation. We're not going to just keep sitting and sitting until we die. They're going to get up, and they're going to do something about it. They had hit the bottom of the barrel. They had no other options. How many of y'all have ever hit the bottom of the barrel if you've ever been there before in the pits of despair and depression if you've ever been there before in the pit of drug addiction wherever you've been anxiety maybe a trauma that's happened to you you know that it's only the power of Christ that can come down to the bottom of your barrel and lift you back up and put you back up on your feet again and I believe that this story points towards Christ I'm going to show that to you in just a second. But in the midst of their sitting and their sickness and their starvation and their pity party, one of them just stood up and said, You know what, fellas? Maybe we ought to get up and go see what we can do about this thing. Let's get up and see if there's anything better than this. They realized that they were in a bad situation, and it was only going to get worse until they decided they're not going to sit around anymore. They're going to go look. They're going to go try to find the solution. They realized that there was a risk in getting up, but they've been look at this. They've been sitting here for a long time. One of the things, the beautiful things that Jesus did in the New Testament, so powerful. He didn't need to go over to people and heal them by putting his head, hand on their head and shaking them around, walking them through town, chanting a bunch of stuff. You know, sometimes he spit in some dirt and rubbed it on their eye. Sometimes he walked over to people and just told them to what? Get up. Take up, make up your bed. He said to that to some people too. Get up, make up your bed. Get up and walk. Our God, Jesus Christ, the only one who can save you from the bottom and lift you back up is a God who comes to us when we are uncomfortable with spiritual cricks in our neck and we have gotten comfortable and sleepy in situations that are starving us to death. He comes to us and He says, Get up. You don't have to be here anymore. By my power, I'll raise you up. I'll give you what you need. And we read this story. And what what happens in this story? We read that when they decide to get up and they go over the hillside, God had already went ahead of them in honorarium of their faith. He went ahead of them and caused the enemy to flee. There was not a single man there. They had left everything, clothing, food, money, Every single thing. And guess what? Not only did God take care of them because they didn't just sit around, they got up. He took care of the whole whole people. They were able to take what they found, what God had given them. In the midst of raising them up and sending them out, they were able to take it back. And I'm here to tell you today that when God affects your life, when God saves your soul, when He lifts you up out of your spiritual condition where you have become comfortable even in addictions even Christians today comfortable where we are he's able to turn your story around and send you out to help other people to minister to other people you're gonna be the person that was in the pits of depression and despair and and trauma and all these things and he's gonna lift you up out of that situation and he's gonna be able to help you minister to people thought you would be able to minister to help people that you'd never thought you'd be able to help. Amen? This goes to show that God will give you exactly what you need. That's a spiritual truth. You can take that to the bank. God will give you exactly what you need. And here's another truth. He'll never leave you where you're at if you submit your life to Him. Some of you today, I'm not going to drag this on because the Word's been here. Some of you today are sad and upset. You've got things on your mind even now. You're troubled. You're bitter. You've got unforgiveness. You've got guilt from things that you've done in your life. I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to leave here in that same condition. You don't have to leave. Look at this. Isn't this sad? Man, Riley's done a good job this morning. She's really, and she's going to have probably a crick in her neck. We have a. uh uh, orthopedic somebody in the house today i don't even know what the word is but isn't this the picture of a christian today that's wandered away that's become too comfortable and sleepy in sin and addictions finding rest in youtube instead of the lord finding rest in other people putting them number one instead of the lord finding rest in activities And other things instead of the Lord. And we just get lower and lower and lower and lower. And it's going to hurt after a while. Some of y'all are hurting today. Some of y'all are sitting at the entering in of the gate. You feel like everybody's abandoned you. You feel like nobody's abandoned you. You feel like you you don't know what to do. I want to tell you what God's got to say today. And I believe he's got to say it's time to get up and let God work in your life. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. You may be asking yourself this question. What does this have to do with me? Why is there a young lady up here in a chair? The answer is, this is just a picture of where we get sometimes. God needs to lift us back up. God needs to put us back on our feet. God don't want you sitting around... Feeling sorry for yourself, having a pity party, letting your uh, circumstances, the things that are around you, affect your uh, strength and affect your resolve. I heard it said just not too long ago. It's very powerful. Ships stay afloat, something like because they don't let what's outside of them get inside of them. You ever been there? Don't let your circumstances and where you are dictate how you hold yourself because Jesus Christ has raised you up and seated you in heavenly places and he has saved you by the blood of the Lamb and his shed blood and the power of the cross reaches down to where we are and straightens us up. And, and the Bible says that even though we keep falling down, even at seven times God's going to just keep picking you back up and some of us... Have, have put ourselves in a situation today where we just need to let the Lord pick us up. Amen? So stop trying to find rest and fulfillment in places that are going to make you starve to death. And don't sit there in places that are making you starve. To, that don't make sense. It's time to say, like they said, why sit here until we die? The Bible teaches... That as an unsaved person, if you're not saved today, the Bible teaches you're dead in your sins. Dead. Unable to help yourself, unable to do anything, completely and totally lost. Are you there this morning? Are you dead in your sins? You're lost today. You've never experienced the powerful, regenerating work of Jesus Christ, you've never been forgiven and washed clean. I'm here to tell you today that God's mercy and his grace and to the chiefest of sinners in this room will come to where you are with spiritual cricks all in your neck, hurting at the bottom of the barrel, and he will lift you up. I'm here to tell you today that some of you may have just put your head down like that yesterday, and God's going to lift your head back up today. You're never too far away, never too far gone, to let Jesus pick you back up. We see in this story that because they were willing to get up, because they were willing to just take that step, God provided for them. God took care of them. God fed them. God clothed them. God used them as a tool for ministry. If there's no other reason that you'd get up today, maybe it's because you want to help somebody else get out of the situation that you find yourself in this morning. I'm here to tell you that God can do it. Let me put it to you more simply, and we're going to pray. Stop laying down with pillows that are going to give you a crick in your neck. It ain't going to work out for you, and you're going to find yourself right here. It's a sad situation. She's alive, she's breathing, she's got thoughts, she's got dreams, she's got aspirations, she's apparently got style. But she's got a big crick in her neck. She needs to be adjusted by the power of the, cr- of the cross, by the power of Jesus. If that's you today, I promise if you'll just stand up and say, why are we going to keep sitting here? Let's just see. Let, let, the, let's let the Lord take care of us. If that's you today, you're going to be much better off. It's going to help you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Kind Jesus, we thank you today that you are our champion, that you are our victor that you are the one who comes into our life and slays our giants and we completely and totally rest on you today, Lord. God, if there be somebody in this room, even if it's an older person on this D-NOW weekend, that they find themselves just slouching in spiritual mediocrity, in spiritual pain, they've got cricks in their neck, they've got pains from the position that they've allowed their self to continue in. Heavenly Father, I pray that by the power of your mercy and grace that you'll reach down into their heart, that you will lift them up in a way that only you can do, not by their own strength, not even by their own decision, but by their willingness to let you do it. I pray, Lord, that you'll lift us all, that you'll not let us leave the same way that we came in. Let us be bold enough to take a step and watch you work. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: true strength, come sit at the table.
2: Aren't you amazed at how God's moved this weekend? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it powerful? Amen. I'm excited about it. and I hope that we can continue this just feeling of camaraderie and love and passion into tomorrow and the next day and we're having Youth Wednesday. Don't miss. We love you today. I want you to know that East Ella Baptist Church loves you. We care about you. We think you're special. We're proud of you. And we want you to get poured into and loved on this week in a powerful way. Keep coming here. We love you. We love all these kids. I want to thank you personally for letting me pour into them every single day, every single week. It's an honor and a privilege. And I want to say thank you to the Callahans uh, for the food this week, which everybody has said has been the best food ever at DNow now time. And we're proud of you, and thank you for that. And uh, the security team—it's just wonderful—and everybody that helped—and uh, my wife Juliana, who y'all know, I couldn't go without. Thank you. <laughs> Let's close in a word of prayer, and thank God for all He's done this week. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a day now that's been powerful, transforming. We thank you that everybody's been spoken to individually, and. We pray that you will just continue to speak to our hearts even after this moment, that you'll keep us hungry, that you'll keep us in your word, that you'll keep us together, that you'll keep us just with our eyes fixed on you, never slouching, never in a spiritual crick, but always being lifted by the merciful, powerful grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.